PT Pro Talk Podcast, the fastest way to increase your knowledge with the brightest minds of physical therapy in your pocket. Welcome to PT Pro Talk Podcast. I'm Mariana Tondo, your host for today. In this episode, Ryan Gallagher will talk about how to start a physical therapy private practice. Brian is a physical therapist and the founder and CEO of MAG Business Management. He has more than 27 years of experience in the rehab field and 19 years in business. Brian specializes in physical therapy, practice management, and executive coaching nationwide. I hope you enjoy the show. Hi, Brian. Welcome to PT Pro Talk. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I've been looking forward to this uh, for some time. Awesome. Uh, so let's get started and talk about private practice. So first, just let us know a little bit about yourself, your career, and how did you get to where you are right now? Oh, okay, boy. <laughs> uh, so I'll try to give you the, the five minute or less rundown because it was quite a journey. Um, I started in physical therapy way back in 1992, to be honest, and uh, I know that's like two lifetimes of yours ago, probably. Um, but back then in the US, it, physical therapy was the number one profession in the country. And I was very proud to come out as a physical therapist, having earned that degree, worked so hard for it. And fortunately, um, I took a job, you know, being the number one PT, uh, you know, profession in the country, I had like nine job offers. So, and I did not take the highest paying one. I actually took the one where I thought I was going to get the most experience. Um, I, I like to think, at least I like to hope that many of us go through life. And at, at that moment in life, what you're doing is most likely the most important thing to you. And that you're going to put everything you can into that moment in time to be the best at what you're doing at that moment in time, right? And so at that moment, I just wanted to be the best physical therapist I could be. So I worked with two guys who had private practice and um, six months in, they said, hey, you're a high energy guy. We like what you're doing. How about we send you to all the con ed you want to go on and in exchange, you come back and you train all our staff. And so that's what I did. I went on like 33 con ed courses in my first three or four years out of PT school. It was like crazy. I was oh never in God, the clinic. I know I flew all over the US. I did muscle energy, strain counter strain, McKenzie, Upledger, uh, myofascial, John Barnes. I did every every kind of you know school of thought there I could. And and I really got the bug for for teaching at that time, you know, seeing the lights go off and the therapist like teaching them a new skill and knowing that this weekend or these last three hours we spent together is forever going to change the way they're going to treat and help patients. And hopefully because their skills are improving, they're going to, you know, have a po more positive impact on more people. So I knew then that was my purpose. My purpose was to have the most positive influence on as many people as I could in my life. And, and if I did that and I left this planet at 92, I would feel good about that. It's not about how much money you have in the bank. It's about how many people you've actually influenced. So that was my, my really soul search realization when I got out of PT school. And after five years, I took $3,000 on my bank account and started our, our staffing company in a third bedroom of my house. My, my wife's also a PT. Um, the, the best decision in my life was marrying my wife. I mean, she's just the smartest, brightest, most able person I've ever met. And together, the two of us uh, took over our basement. We opened up our first office, 2,100 square foot office. And, and you know, I, for your listener's sake, I, I got to tell you, I, 
I think I'm in this position now because of the mistakes I've made, not because of the successes I've had. It, I've learned way more from the, 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 the failures and the mistakes than I've ever learned from the successes. Um, and it's really what makes us who we are today. And so I wouldn't have it any other way. I think going into private practice, you know, saying to myself what so many of your listeners probably think and say, hey, I'm a good PT. I've been doing therapy, you know, practicing my craft. And why don't I just open up my own practice? And why don't I roll forward with that? And, and you know, I'll figure it out as I go. And um, boy, I made all those mistakes. <laughs> I made all those mistakes because I look back at it now and it's like taking a new job without taking the training for the job, right? So, um, so yeah, so I started my first practice. I opened my second office and third office, and then I started losing money like crazy. And then it was my wife, uh, again, who put her hands on my shoulders and said, you know what, honey, taking another con ed course isn't going to make this a better practice. She goes, when was the last time you did training in personnel management, billing management, you know, conflict uh, resolution, uh, recruiting, marketing, um, executive, you know, and the list went on. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like not trained in 80% of this private practice ownership that I've now been in for the last three or four years, you know, and I had the staffing company, I had these clinics and it was just, oh, it was a nightmare. I was losing money like crazy. And so with long story short, I took $115,000 out of my home equity line and I bought all the training I could, repackaged it, made it work exclusively and specifically for physical therapy. And my businesses boomed, they exploded. I grew by 3.3 million in less than three years time. I went wow. from two clinics to six. I took over the rehab department in six nursing homes and 55 staffing contracts. And I had 160 employees. And now by this time, it's like 2005, I'm working like five, 15 to five to 15 hours a week. Uh, I think I was paying myself about 40, 35 to 40,000 a month. And uh, life was good, you know, life was good. And then my executive said, hey, we want to buy this thing out. It's a skyrocket, you know, let's take it. And, you know, I was 38 years old and I, I sold it to them for $6 million, you know, and I, I walked away and I'm like, okay, now I can spend the rest of my life doing exactly what I want, exactly the way I want. And, and that was a, a blessing. I mean, they did run it into bankruptcy. I did have oh. to take it back for a dollar, which was terrible for everybody. Um, but, you know, they made a, a lot of violated mistakes, um, you know, business 101 mistakes, I would say. But, you know, good news is I took it back for a dollar. I rescued the company, you know, built it back up. And by 2011, those two clinics, that one practice was um, practice of the year in accordance to the Advance Magazine out of the 30,000 practices nationwide. And ever since then, Meg Business Management, what I do, which I founded in 2006, it has been just a wild ride of helping as many owners as possible. I think I've been in every state in the United States except for four. I have been in and out of well over 400, 500 PT practices across the country. It's been fun going to Alaska, California, Florida, Maine, everywhere in between. Um, and so that's, I sold the practice again in 2018. And now I have a virtual training platform where back in 2003, when I put my head in my hands and I said to myself, man, I would pay anybody anything if they could come in here and show me how to do this right and i don't have to learn like keep wasting my money and wasting my time the hard way and uh i've strove ever since then to build a platform that could do that for aspiring new pts like yourself and like people that are listening to your podcast so that's what i'm going for and that's what meg business management's all about wow that's a crazy story that's awesome that you yeah. did all of these and 
Well, we got a lot to learn from you, so let's keep going. Uh, so for the PTs who are thinking about opening their own private practice, where do you think they should start? Well, I think it's pretty easy when you step back and you look at it. If I were to ask you the question back to you and say, hey, you're a high school student, you want to be a physical therapist training patients, where should you start? Where would you go first, right? And I think the answer would be PT school, right? Um, you know, there's a reason why, you know, pilots, uh, if you look at the aviation industry, there's a reason why nine out of 10 pilots have you know, Microsoft uh, flight simulator in their house on their computer, or they have X-Plane, or they have a full simulator. The reason for that is they want to train and gain the skills and knowledge and abilities in advance of their needing to use them, right? So you don't just come out of high school and say, hey, I want to be a physical therapist. Let's throw me in a clinic and I'll take my book work and coursework as I go while I'm treating people. I'll kind of learn on the job. Like no one's going to want to do that, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> scary stuff. But yet, when you leave this staff position, I've been a PT for three or four years, five years, or I'm a clinical director, and I've been managing others, and you assume that that's good enough to now take on this new career path of a business owner, whether it be a virtual practice, a mobile PT practice, a insurance-based practice, cash-based practice, or a hybrid. doesn't matter which arrangement you have. The fact of the matter is you have had no training, no skill development, no experience in it. So I often tell people, you know, which is why I created what I created, and I'm, I'm not here to solicit for our business, but please, if you're listening, get a coach find a group, find a group like ours or something similar that's actually going to put you in situations where you're going to have to challenge your thought processes, challenges your, your understandings and your preconceived ideas as to what it takes to be a successful practice owner. I know for a fact there are four keys to practice success. There are four keys to practice success and they go in this order. And I have a course on this that you could literally go to our website, um, which I'm sure we'll put at the end. And it's like 175 bucks. And I made it exactly for your public, like this type of public that you have not like, like yesterday for you, but we've had it for a long time. And for people that are 20 to 30 something, 24 something, thinking to go into private practice, I designed this thing to be very low cost so you can get comfortable with what you're looking at. Because if you don't figure out what's the best environment, structure, personnel, and systems, then you're just not going to be as successful in private practice, whatever arrangement you have. And you're going to be risking that for yourself. Yeah. And I think it's very true that we don't have the training. So I think it's so scary. I'm sure many PTs think about it and they were just like, oh, I'm, I don't know if I, I'm the right person to do. Like I have the desire, but I don't, I don't even know how to start. So just having something to help you and like a place to go or just being able to uh, learn from someone that already did all of that. I think it's awesome. And it's a very yeah. good start point. You know, one of the challenges, a lot of PT young people, I had this too, and, and maybe you may have run into it when you started, you know, your, your practice, you tend to talk to the people closest to you. You tend to talk to your mom, your dad, your grandparents, your friend, you know, your boyfriend or your, your girlfriend or whomever. And the funny thing is they don't have any experience in doing that. They've never done it either. Or they've done something else and some other thing. And yet you're heeding their advice because you like them, you love them, they're close to you. But you know what? Because they like and love and are close to you, they're going to tell you all the reasons why not to do it. Because they're like, Brian, are you crazy? You're going to leave that 
75, $85,000 a year job with a 401k and vacation pay? Like, are you crazy? Like, why would you do it? You know, for all the reasons why uh, you want to be more independent, more autonomous and live the life under your control, those that don't do it and they're not living it, they're going to tell you all the reasons why you shouldn't do it either because they're not doing it. So it's really odd to me that people actually heed that advice of those people. <laughs> you should really seek an objective outside person who has a proven track record of success. That's my strong recommendation. Yeah, that's my dad right there. Yeah. You were talking, yeah, exactly my dad. And my yeah. husband is the opposite. He super uh, supports me on everything. And I even started doing like an entrepreneur course here locally in Nashville, which is good, but it's not is now specific for physical therapy so it's kind of like help but it really doesn't because it's not like so practical you're like okay yeah. i know a little bit of these a little bit of that but like what does that do like i can do anything with that like i don't know how to apply and yeah. it's very different for physical therapy yeah so well, i already know, lost a lot of time trying to like okay and then that's what my husband said like oh i participate on this group so try that <laughs> and i did for a while for a couple of months i was like well it's nice it's good you meet people but and then yeah. like what are you yeah. gonna do with that so it's you, just you you are saying something so so extremely valuable because it, there's a tendency for us as physical therapists because we're very hands-on. We're very, we're very, you know, massy. Like we we deal with the mass of things. We don't. We're not. We're not dealing with inanimate things. We're dealing with physical environment things. That we want to be do-it-yourselfers. You know, we want to get and do it ourselves. So I'm going to watch podcasts, or I'm going to read books, or I'm going to go to the, you know, the 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 small business associations entrepreneur club or group, or or I'm going to go get my MBA. Right. None of that has to do with physical therapy. <laughs> you're going to walk away with a bunch of bright ideas and that's really great. And you're going to get your eyes open to some unique situations or experience. But I knew that you need to like the MBA people who are owners who've come and gone through our training. They're like, oh my gosh, I wish I never did that. I wish I would. The macroeconomics, microeconomics, geopolitical science, all the stuff that goes in with that curriculum is a waste of time. It's nothing that's going to benefit you in private practice. And so that's kind of like what I spent my whole life trying to be is that Google of physical therapy. Like, let's just talk about what's the ideal practice structure? What's the ideal personnel management system? What's the ideal payment system as it pertains to PT? Because otherwise you're just wasting so much time. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, so what are the important details that PTs should be aware of and not forget when setting up their private practice? Any advice? <laughs> right, right. I've got some advice on that. So when you're setting up your private practice, I'm going to suggest that you play to your strengths. Definitely play to your strengths. I think a lot of people will try to get you to do things that just aren't in your wheelhouse. I'm not a lawyer. I'm going to outsource my legal work to a lawyer, right? I prefer Rocket Lawyer. I think it's very affordable, very, I should get like, I should be like a representative for them because I mention it all the time. But I mean, for 200 and some dollars a year, you're going to have a, a, a lawyer that you can speak to and will review documents for you. It's very cost effective. I'm not an accountant, you know, get an accountant, outsource your work to an accountant. Um, we're physical therapists. Physical therapists don't bill. We have nothing to do with billing. We treat patients, we write a note, and then we put down codes that represent what we said in our note. That's it. 
We're not billing. Billers bill. They put in the CPT codes, generate the HECFA, send it out for the claims and the, and the reimbursement for the work that's been performed. So outsource your billing, outsource your credentialing, outsource your bookkeeping, outsource your accounting and your legal. Strong recommendation because that's not what you went to school for. That is not your strength. Every minute you're not spending over there, you're not going to spend on the core basics of your business, which is to improve the exchange and abundance experience with every patient, with every staff member and with your general public. So focus on your strengths. You know, don't go into private practice with the approach, uh, the, with the approached viewpoint of a physical therapist who happens to be a business owner. You have to go into business being, hey, I'm a practice uh, owner. I'm getting all this training in how to run and manage a practice, but I just happen to be a PT. You know, you really have to spin that around on its head. And probably the best piece of advice I can give everybody who's listening right now are, are, is this. You cannot be emotionally connected to money. You absolutely cannot be emotionally connected to money. Money is green paper with dead precedents on it. You're gonna, it's going to come and it's going to go. You have to be as objective as you can about money. I try to get all of my startups. I probably do 16, 14, 16 startups a year. I try to get them all to see, I don't want you to spend your money. There's cheap free money out there. Let's use other people's money to build your business. And you're gonna, there's going to be times where there's more money going out than it's coming in. You do not run your business financially like you run your household two totally different things. And when you can learn how to do that, you're going to build a much better, bigger, faster company that you can be proud of. And you're risking a lot less. Yeah. That I heard your podcast yesterday. That, that was one of the set, uh, the seven advices or tips that you're giving for like the what's common with the successful business owner. So Oh, good. I remember that. Yeah. Good. For the listeners too, he has also a podcast that's awesome on private practice. So we are going to leave everything on the show notes so you can have access later. Um, so we know that's overwhelming to be a business owner. And what do you think the PT should focus on? Because we know we have to be good at marketing because the, the patients, they have to see us and sales because you have to know how to talk to them and you have to have your processes in place. So like in your opinion, what is the most important thing to start with? I mean, do you have to, of course, all of them are important. Is there any other of priorities or what do you think we should focus? Okay, that's a great question. And I'm always mystified when somebody calls up and they want my help to get started in private practice and they don't have an answer to this question. So Mariana, I'm gonna put you on the spot. And we're going to show your audience that this is live and in person. Nothing is scripted here. So let me ask you this. Why are you doing what you're doing on this podcast? What is, the, what is, what is it that you're trying to achieve? What is the product of this podcast? Why do you get up every day? I know I po I've been podcasting for a long time. It's work. It's what do we got a lot yeah. of equipment, got a lot of stuff, and you're on. Why are you doing it? Why are we podcasting? So my goal with the podcast is just bring information to people. Um, and I, uh, I try to bring different topics uh, about different areas with the goal of just sharing information and help others to make better decisions and learn everything that's out there, different possibilities, different tools, and talk about subjects that I believe are relevant. So that's pretty much the goal. And if you're successful in that doing this action. I'm assuming I've assembled a podcast. I'm bringing in um, 
important, um, knowledgeable uh, uh, live resources to the podcast on a weekly basis. And we're sharing that, that valuable data back with the physical therapy public. As a result of you doing that, what's the result of that? What, what, what's the impact that is going to have out in the community? I mean, what is it that you're hoping to see that be? I hope that other PTs uh, have the information to, to make decisions, the better decisions. So for example, here with our podcast, Private Practice, I know that it was hard for me to make this decision and to know how to start. And I made a lot of mistakes of like, I wasted a lot of time and money. So I just wish that people that have the same wish or desire that they have these tools to don't commit the same mistakes, don't, don't, don't make the same mistakes and uh, help them. And also with the, the more the clinical part that is that's how the podcast is started. It's just more like with the clinical skills. So um, I love Mackenzie, for example. So I like to bring people that talk about Mackenzie in different situations, uh, in different areas. So I think it's all to, um, I hope that the PTs who listen to that can apply these new ideas and new thoughts on their practice to improve their practice. So that's, I think, is the final goal. See, see that that's where you and I are so much alike, right? We're so we're so identical in that sense because what our purpose is is to bring greater value to others, right? You could sit on it. You're a McKenzie trained therapist. You're highly skilled. You're doing good. You know how to do it. You know, I have practice of the year in 2011. I'm good. I'm you know, peace out. I sold out my practice at, at several millions of dollars. I'm good. But that's not that's not why I wanted to walk on this planet and 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 die at 90 or 100 or whatever that happens. I wanted to see how I could have a positive influence on others. You know, I've got this post-it note right here on my monitor. It sits on the bottom of my monitor all the time. It's an orange post-it note. I can actually pull it off and show you because we're on Zoom. It's it's right here. Here it is. And it says, strive to serve. And that's the reason why I get up every day. And that's the reason why I built the company I built. And so, so you asked me this question, and I think this is such an important question. The best advice I have for, for people who are going into private practice, who are looking at it, is it marketing? Is it sales? Is, no, you know what it is? It's get, get completely in, embedded in your ideal scene. What is your ideal scene in your life? Like your ideal scene in life is to have a positive influence and impact on all of your listeners, on all of your followers. And in some small way, maybe you've helped them live a better life because of it, right? And if you've done that, then you've done good today. You know, you've done well today, right? So hang on to your ideal scene, hang on to your convictions, you know, stick to what you know makes you happy. I see too many people get into private practice and they get influenced by the wrong things. They start chasing money. They start chasing, oh, I don't have to be here anymore. Or people are telling me this or telling me that, you know, stick with why you wanted to do this in the first place. Most startup owners tell me, I want to go into private practice because I'm sick and tired of being told when I can take a vacation, when I need to come to work, when can I go home? You know, you're the effect, the effect, the effect. Your employer is at cause. He dictates or she dictates how much money you make, when do you come to work, when do you take a vacation, how you treat in a lot of cases, they dictate your schedule, they dictate what time you can spend with people or who you can call. And some PTs are like, I've had enough. I've had enough. I went to school for five, six years. I'm a doctor of physical therapy and I want to practice with greater autonomy and I want to do it in a more efficient, you know, beneficial way for my, for my public and my patients. So, you know, 
hang on to your ideal scene, stay true to your convictions and your purpose, do what makes you happy, and most importantly, be transparent, both with your patients, your staff, and your public. When people see that you are who you are through and through, no matter who you're talking to, like who I am with you now is who I am gonna be with in an hour from now with whatever I'm doing then. That gives people trust. Transparency breeds trust. So that's my advice. What you know, a lot of people want to hook on, like you brought up too. Hey, is it is it marketing, Brian? Is it sales? Is it hiring? Is it you know what? That's all just mechanics. That's just doing this, doing this, doing this. I can teach those logistics all day long. That is so easy. It's the beingness that you can't teach. Either you're a true person, you're honest, you're loyal, you're sincere, or you're not. But if you are and you bring that to the doing this, people see that and they will follow you anywhere. That's my advice. Yeah. And I, I think, for example, the reason why I wanted to start a private practice is mainly because when you are treating in that system that we know how it works on big clinics, I wasn't able to provide the, the care that I wanted to provide to my clients. Yeah. So I think that's the main goal. And sometimes I think about like, oh, should I start uh, doing things differently? Maybe taking insurance or yeah. something. Because like, you know, in the end of the day, you got to have clients, you got to have money, yeah. but then you go back to the billing, to the units that for me, I, I personally think it's a nightmare. Uh, and that's yeah. what I wanted to get away uh, from. But sometimes, you know, you, you, you also, you got to survive, you got to pay bills, you got to yeah. do stuff. So I think that's the, the hard balance between what you really believe and want to do and then when the reality comes and then like what do you you have to do so i think that's um one of the challenges of having our own practice because then you can yeah you can choose you are you are able to choose th do things the way that you believe are are right and the way that you think it's better but it's also you got all the other stuff that you gotta yeah. balance around so it's not a yeah right task uh, a easy task it's not it's not an easy task but you know we live in interesting times um you know if if you're looking to open up a physical therapy private practice i would say this i'll just give some some tips for your for your audience you know the sweet spot right now is between 1200 and 2500 square foot space right um if you get a 12 to 2500 square foot space and you could pay rent on that space per month on five patients or less because the average patient will bring you 1200 from start to finish average reimbursement in the united states right now is about 83 dollars a visit so if you have those numbers and you know certain metrics, like that's what we do. We literally timeline out and spell out exactly how you roll out your PT practice. But my point was, I think right now, because this country's in a bit of a transition, moving towards universal healthcare, and then we have private pay insurance, and then we have people that are paying cash for services because they, they want more value. I think, honestly, it's, we're in a land of opportunity. We're really in a land of opportunity. I would say eight out of 10 young physical therapist ages 25 to 35 that I launch in the private practice, I say, you know what? Don't leave anything behind. Let's open up a hybrid clinic. Don't be afraid of insurance. Insurance is really easy. Don't be afraid of Medicare. It's really easy. You're afraid of what you don't know. So tie yourself to somebody who knows all about Medicare. Like, I think I'm the only person who ever called Medicare and asked for an audit. Like, you know, the APT is like, you seriously did that? I'm like, yeah, I seriously called Baltimore and Social Security Boulevard. I asked for a Medicare auditor to come down and audit my practice. And people are like, oh my gosh. I said, I can't possibly go out and coach on Medicare compliance and, and train on it if I'm not 
compliant and comfortable with what I'm doing myself. So I literally had a Medicare audit and got through that and did that and it was fine and it was well. But right now you can have best of both worlds. You can have an insurance model, the gold plan, and you're providing for all the people who can't pay cash. You don't want to leave them behind. You want to care for everybody in your community. So now you got this insurance model and then you have this set of therapists, you included, maybe some of your other therapists that give platinum level. And now you do this cash-based services. And now there's legal issues that you have to get around because you can't provide, you know, cash-based services to covered insurance services to people. And we know how to do that. We know how to arrange that, set that up, keep you compliant, keep you out of the gray zone and make that happen. But there is really good models where you can actually provide good cash-based services and good insurance-based services, have the best of both worlds in your community and have that work-life balance that you literally deserve. Well, that's, yeah, that's good to know because I am the one that is afraid of insurance just because here everything is like so different, there's rules and like all these notes you have to do. So I didn't have a training on that. I don't know if people here, when they get out of college, I mean, I know that they have a little bit of training on notes and all of these things, but uh, I mean, the insurance stuff is really scary. I think it's scary. So it's funny. I hear that all the time. And I always say back to people, I say, well, are you married? And you're like, yeah, I'm married. I'm like, were you scared to get married? Cause you hadn't done that before, but <laughs> you did it. Right. And then eventually like I'm a dad with two daughters. I'm like, were you afraid to be a dad? Of course I was. Cause I didn't do that before, but that doesn't stop me from doing it. You just learn. And then as you get more, you know, more knowledge, when you take, when you get more knowledge in an area and you assume more responsibility for that knowledge, you can control that area better. So my, my formula here is, First, start with the knowledge. You know, one of the things we give every single client who signs up with us for free, their welcome packet to joining Meg Academy, we give them the Go-Giver book. And I don't know if you've ever heard of that or seen that book. It's my favorite book of all times, but it will definitely help you in your life and in your business. It's called the Go-Giver book. We give it out for free to all of our clients. It's a fantastic place to start, which is what you're asking for. Because literally, I, I'm, I, I'm telling you the mechanics of marketing, hiring, recruiting, onboarding, you know, billing, collections, documentation. That's just mechanics. That is so easy to spell out and teach. It's the other stuff, how to hire the right person. Who's nice to play in your sandbox with, you know, that stuff, like you need to learn those people management skills. That is the personal soft personnel skills are, are by far more important. Yeah. I think it's just eye opening to have this conversation and think about some things that you're like, well, I don't want to do this because I don't want to, I don't want to take insurance because I think yeah. it's going to be too complicated. It's such a headache. And then it's actually the, the, the answer is actually, I don't know, because I never try and I'm no yeah. scared to try because <laughs> it looks complicated and yeah. everybody complains about it. But I think it's good to just open our eyes to this new possibility. So I think that's, that's right. the, the, the goal. I always um, tell people, be willing to look. Consider, at least consider yep. and, and take yep. a, you know, do, yep. do some research and see if yep. it's going to be worth it for exactly. your situation or not. Exactly. Just at least consider. Uh, so let's transition, Brian, to our final questions. So what is your favorite resource of information? Anything mm. that you want to share with us? Let's see. Uh my favorite resource of information would most likely be, um, gosh, you know, I honestly, I really do enjoy the APTA website. I don't know how many people have gone to the APTA.org PPS website. I really do enjoy that website. I think I get 
a ton of great information there. I really do enjoy the Impact Magazine. I get a lot of good data there. So I go there for my um, objective resources for a lot of a lot of, a lot of things there. Um, I also like to go outside the industry of physical therapy quite often and learn what the rest of the business world is doing. Um, I've learned a ton from Tony Robbins. Uh, I, 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 I do about, you know, 30 to 50 books a year, different authors, different books. Um, I do like podcasts. Uh, I do like to get stimulated thoughts and ideas that I can then go research, like you were just saying, like being willing to look, be willing to consider. I, I like it when people bring up things I haven't heard or seen. And then I'm like, oh, I got to dig into that. You know, I got to really do a lot of investigation. So for me, I would say my top three or four would be um, definitely APTA website, definitely Impact Magazine on the objective side. Definitely the conferences. If you don't go to the conferences, it's a, it's a real must. You really should go. There's a lot of good speakers. You're going to walk away with a lot of good data in a short period of time. Top of my list is always get a coach. Always get a coach. Tiger Woods has a coach. Tom Brady has a coach. Coaches get you to bring out the best of you. So I think that's why we don't do consulting anymore. We just do coaching because we, we are more focused on skill development than we are teaching bright ideas. So I think that's a really important resource. And then always go outside the industry of physical therapy. Um, Dean Graziosi, um, Tony Robbins. Um, those are some of my really good like personal resources to really get my personal development up. Um, and, and so that's what I would say to you. I, I, I think that's really good. I know this, you're not going to fully develop yourself into an effective CEO, owner, executive practice through podcasts and books alone. You really have to have, you know, education, duplication, and application. So find a system where you can do that, right? I, I, that's my big advice there. Yeah. And what would be the best advice to the physical therapists that are starting their careers? Okay. You, you're probably going to not like what I have to say, but if you're, if you come out of PT school, your PT school was geared and engineered to get you to be successful as a staff entry-level therapist. So do not go back to PT school and what you heard for any advice or guidance on anything beyond that. Don't listen to your professors when it comes to private practice and what it's like or Medicare. And seriously, they don't know. You know, I find nine times out of 10, they don't know. And maybe some professors are going to be really upset with me on that. But honestly, they're really good at getting you out of PT school as a staff entry level PT. And that's what PT school is designed to do. You need to find an academy or school or training that's going to take you from that staff level. You've been out of school two or three years or six months in some cases. And who's going to now develop you into that practice owner, into that, in that area of expertise that they have, right? I see too many people come into me saying, well, my coworkers are telling me this or my practice employer does it like this or my professor said you know we can't see more than one patient an hour and I'm like always beating my head against the wall trying to correct these bad bits of advice these erroneous assumptions these erroneous you know uh, considerations or fixed ideas that people have so I, I I'm not a negative person I'm just saying like you know if you keep talking to your 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 best friend in high school and asking him all about girls I'm telling you you're not getting the best advice about women <laughs> Yeah, it's not happening. Or if you're asking your best girlfriend about boys, she's probably not telling you the best advice about boys either. So it's like, you know, you got to step up your game. You got to reach for somebody who's got some experience in the area of PT management and, and stuff like that. It's not going to come from coworkers, past employers and stuff like that. I, I just think you, you really have to hone your own skills. And my top three skills for executives that are most successful, I'll just tell you this and, and I'll stop talking. Confront, communication, transparency, 
and the responsibility of knowledge. If you focus on those four areas personally, because you should grow personally and professionally, your ability to confront others, say what needs to be said in manners, but you know, with politeness, but not being afraid to, you know, sweep it under the carpet or pretend it's not happening. Communicate with the intent of understanding. I think so many people are afraid to communicate today because somebody has an opposing point of view. Well, that's what life is supposed to be like. Everybody's got different points of views. Your goal is to communicate in such a way that you can bring about understanding to that person about where your position is. And then hopefully you guys can agree in the middle, right? I think today's society is so afraid to deal with that. Like we don't even like touch in that area. You cannot be like that if you're going to run a company. You have to be able to confront your staff and you have to get the art of communication so you can bring about agreement because you cannot manage over disagreement. Very true. And what personal qualities and abilities that you think are important to be a successful PT? To be a successful PT, you always have to be trustworthy. You have to be truthful and you have to be transparent. You know, people do business with people who they know, like, and trust. You know, you've built a reputation and you've gotten out of the gate here on your podcast. I, I see how many people are actually following you and people you're associated with, people I've known for years. And even my producer's like, wow, she's come out of the gate and she's rocketing. Like there's a lot of people following. I said, because, and I hasn't, have not even been on this podcast. I said, because she's probably being very honest. She's being very transparent with people. She's, she's saying it like it is. I, t I was on a podcast of mine just a few weeks back and um, the topic of balance sheets came up and I said, you know, I've been in business 29 years and I'll tell you, I don't even still don't know what to do with a balance sheet. I mean, I know it tells me my liabilities and stuff, but I, you know, I, I, my accountant explains it. I'm like, okay, if that's what, you, okay, if you say so, that's fine. And so many people wrote in like, oh my gosh, I feel the same way. I can't believe you admitted that on your podcast. I'm like, yeah, I, I, balance sheet. All right, whatever. I run my company off of statistics and metrics and performance on a three-week trend. My accountant looks at balance sheets and PLs. <laughs> I look at income variance reports and budgets and cash flow analysis. Okay, that that stuff is, you know, that's meaningful to me. I I didn't go to school for accounting. So, I think when people know that you're always going to be honest with them and you're always going to be transparent and you're not going to just try to tell them what they want to hear, um they respect you more and when they respect you more, they'll they'll work harder to, to keep up with you. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so Brian, for the ones that want to learn more about you, your business, your podcast, so just leave us all your information here and then we're going to make sure to put on the show notes so people can check it out. Absolutely. And if they're interested in chatting with me about what, you know, maybe they're just thinking about going into private practice, or maybe you already started the process, you've got your tax ID, or you got your eye on a space or something like that. We do a free practice assessment calls, people can reach in, I can sit and talk to them for an hour. And we could talk through all those things. And I can, you know, try to advise you on what you can do on your own. Or if you want to do the startup accelerator program we have, you can surely jump in and do that. It'll teach you everything you need to know six months prior to you opening and for the first two years that you're in business. And so it's specifically designed to fit all the needs and wants that you have in that window of time. But podcasts like this and people listening now, you're, you're getting some good information here with Mariana and she's got quite the guest following. So I hope you guys really take the advice and benefit from it. And I'm sure if there's anything more you could provide or I can provide, they can just reach in and I'll, I'll definitely give you our website and all that stuff. Awesome. Brian, thank you so much for taking the time uh, to share all your knowledge and your expertise here with us today. I really appreciate it. No, oh, you're welcome. And thank you for everything you're doing. I think you're having a wonderful impact in the profession. Thank you. 
questions, suggestions, or topics you want to hear about, talk to me on ptprotalk.com. Join our email list to receive updates and new episodes and subscribe here. Tell your friends about it and be sure to share. Also, leave us a review and let us know what you think. We are going to publish today's video recording on my YouTube channel, so you can check the link out in the show notes. Thanks for joining us and I'll see you next time. <music>